Hey, John. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everybody, Michael Rosso here for a special bonus episode of the Film Photography Podcast. I'm here with John Fideli. Bonus. And soon Mark Dalzell will be here. Yeah. Before we get started, I, I really just want to go over like two quick things. And that yeah. is that this coming week, I know it's short notice, but Party, P-A-R-T-E-E-N-Y-C. Mm-hmm. And this is an event on Thursday, October 24th. At the Beer Authorite. Yes, that's exactly how you say it. <laughs> 300 West 40th Street, New York, New York. It's, it's all around the PDN Photo Expo. Right. So at night, there's been an analog resurgence. Yeah. They tell me. If you're in the area, in the New York area, mm-hmm. I can tell you who's going to be at the Beer who's Authorite. Be there? Well, FPP, us. Yeah. Um, me. I hope, hopefully. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be there. We'll you'll, see. Ilford. Kodak, Cinestill, Intrepid Camera Company, oh. Bessler, oh. Ars Imago Lab Box, oh. Double Film, yes. Darkroom.com, Phil. Brooklyn Film Camera. Who those guys? Uh, Burger Film. Burger Film. Yep. Oh. Roberts Distributors. That's the guy, Josh, you met Josh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kent Mir, which is Ilford. Mm-hmm. Freestyle. 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 All Beer Authority, 300 West 40th Street, between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Thursday, this Thursday, October 24th. That's three hours of beer drinking. That's pop pretty good. Along, people, by the end, people are going to... five and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just going to be you. I think. Then, Sunday... After half a beer. Sunday, October 27th. Sunday, October 27th. That's, you know, the Sunday... Sunday! At the High Line. Do you know the High Line start point? Uh, on 34th Street entrance. Okay. 34th Street at 12th Avenue. Uh-huh. Ilford is throwing a uh, photo walk on the High Line. They're providing film? No. Oh. Well, what are they doing? It's just a gathering. Once again, like you walk along the High, yeah. high Line on Sunday morning, hang out with film shooters. Okay. And of course, all this is going on walk Thursday. Walk your hangovers from Thursday night. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's called the... PDN Photo Expo. It's at the Javits Center. You can go to PDN. Just Google search PDN. The Google. And you can get, I, I don't know if the tickets are still free, but to get in, it, it's no cost. Yes. So free. in case, if you're in the area and you want, oh, and I forgot to mention, Lomography is going to be Thursday night. Okay. Lomography will be there. Cool. That's cool. The new Kodak HC110 developer came out. Mm. It's a new, like a revised formula. Yeah. So Leslie Lazenby. Leslie's on that. Yep, on it. Done. She already did her assessments, her tests. Yes, we published it as a blog right on the website, filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> thumbs up, two thumbs up. Film Photography Tube is the channel on YouTube. Uh, folks listening, if you don't mind, uh, hop on over there and give us a subscribe. It would be greatly appreciated. A lot of the tests for film, especially motion picture film, are done on via the YouTube channel. <laughs> it's Mac Dazel. Uh, uh, why don't I? Let's do some news. All right, what's in the news? Uh, I'll tell you what's in the news. Oh, look who just walked in—the count. The count. Let's hear what he has to say. Dracula just came and visited us. Oh my god, hey Drac, what's up? Nothing! What is up with you? I'm flattered. 
that you would put out a film that I could not be captured on. Ah, ah, ah. So, Dracula, what's what's so great about this film? You want I should tell? Tell. 24 of exposure. At the 64 I saw. It's black and white. Just in time for Halloween. Well, I can also tell you some other things about it. Oh, what, John? It's the classic... Eastern European panchromatic Svima FN64 formula. That is, as Dracula said, a 64 ISO. A chillingly strong choice for almost any situation and will work in any automatic or compact camera, even without a DX code. Well, thank you for putting me on the film, Michael Russell. You're very welcome. How much money will I be making per roll? <laughs> thank you, Count. <laughs> We have a new film. It's 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 a uh, our first ever. Uh, Wait a minute. Well, that's interesting, Mike. Oh, the Dracula Thirty Five. The first yeah. ever undead film in the FPP online store. Uh, you can pick up a roll of Dracula Thirty Five. Mm-hmm. It's, chill- it's it's a chillingly strong choice. It's it's only going to be available to the end of the month. <laughs> in this, in, like, oh, in this, so you're a doing a limited edition packaging? Yes. yes. Oh, does it come with a VHS tape or something? No, comic book. Mm-hmm. Nope. I love all. Shvima films, and I don't get paid to say that. Right. I love how flat they lay. I love that polyester base. Mm, the black that's and the white best is part. crisp. Yeah. The Shvima 125 color is amazing. Yep. So, folks listening, go into the FVP online store, and in when you check out, use the code Dracula. That's, that's me. me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Italian Dracula. <laughs> That sound Italian? That's, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Yeah. The Italian Dracula. You'll save two bucks a roll if you use Dracula. Holy cannoli! That much? Dracula. The code is only for people who are listening to this in October of 2024. Uh, the code expired in uh, October 31st, 2019. So forget about it. Whereas Dracula would say. Forget the bow. Oh, good one. You know what I've been watching obsessively recently is uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, my God. Yeah, Did you see I the movie? Mean, oh, my God. Yeah, I've seen the movie. I've, yeah. uh, I've, I've started the series over again six times with various people to turn them on to it. So I've literally seen the series six times. I haven't now. picked it up since we watched it. It's so one. good. I got it. Is well, it as good as the movie? Better. Okay. It's set in Staten Island. Okay. Staten Island? Staten Island. Oh. I was obsessed with Preacher. Preacher. Did you see the ending? Uh, I'm two episodes from the series. I don't say anything. You saw you saw the one. I saw like the angel and the demon fighting in the bar, which was awesome. Yes. So I'm going to read some news. Oh, okay. Besides Dracula, what? 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 No, not you. Not now. Go away. When when is this episode? All right. Also, some other exciting news. This is from a press release. Says Better Together, the film photography project and Roberts Distributors. Who those guys? (laughs) I'm going to tell you, John. Okay. Greetings from the FPP. I don't need to say that. (laughs) We have exciting news for all analog film store owners. The FPP has joined forces with the amazing... (laughs) The FPP has joined forces with the amazing Roberts Distributors. They're the official distributors of Ilford Photo, Kentmere, and Harmon brand products. On distribution of three of our favorite in-house films. Which ones? Roberts are currently distributing Mm -hmm. Derev Pan 400... Ah. Retrochrome 400 mm. 
and Dracula 35. <gasps> Yay! Get out of Get here! Out of here. <laughs> it's for real. Now, you asked, John, so I'm going to tell you, because yes. people listening, well, what? Who? Roberts is a family-owned business focusing on all things photography with a special fondness for the analog film community. Mm. Did you know that Roberts Distributors, a.k.a. Roberts Camera, is 62 years old? Did not know. The founders, Robert and Rose Paulman, opened their first store in downtown Indianapolis hmm. on August 21st, 1957. The good old days for film. Yep. Their initial inventory did not... The inc- salad days. Their initial in- in- inventory did not include cameras until 1968, when a store employee studying photography in high school su- suggested they branch into photography equipment. Hmm. Since and then- that man was... Uh, they don't say. Oh. Since then, Bob and Rose's son, Bruce, now owner and general partner of Roberts, has made knowledge of photographic supplies Roberts' number one priority. Number one! 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 Roberts has two brick-and-mortar stores. One is downtown Indianapolis, and one is just north of the city. A growing segment of Roberts' business is its used photo pro division. Oh. Their large selection of used camera gear is backed by a 180-day warranty. Mm-hmm. And you can find the history of Roberts' camera on video by just searching Roberts' camera on YouTube. On the tube of you. Yes. They got it. They got everything there. On YouTube, I subscribe to all the, um, you know, Film photography channels. Yes. Like uh, I watch Matt Day. He was at the Padilla. Mm-hmm. I watch Nico's Photo News. Nico. Nico's, he's in Spain. Right. I watch Cinemasker. I highly recommend Cinemasker. Yeah, why? He does movie reviews. Oh. They're very, very good. Accurate, funny, entertaining. Why? He's very entertaining. He's oh. been a YouTuber since the dawn of YouTube. Oh. His since name is 2005. Uh, James Rolfe. But he's also known as the Angry Video Game Nerd. Okay. A good segue into the Twinkies is gaming, don't you think? It seems yes. to be a, People who would game might eat these. The first day of school. It's so hard to be brave when everything is so new, so different, and so lonely. Sing the lonesome love of your own. Hostess is a hug from home. His favorites are Hostess Twinkies cakes. He loves the golden sponge cake and creamy middle. Want one? Always fresh, always delicious. Hostess Twinkies cakes, cupcakes, and fruit pies. Hostess is a hug from home. Those look disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The cream. Everything about it is fine except the for the cream. cream the cream picture, looks like look looks like sour cream and it onion. It looks like a drained. <laughs> it looks like a, a a brain that's been drained of all its food. It's, it's not a very appetizing color. It's not a good color, it's folks. Like, we're talking about the limited edition. It looks like rancid silly putty. Hosted pumpkin spice Twinkies. Mm. It's golden sponge cake with artificially flavored pumpkin spice cream filling. Wait, artificial? Knew about this. I mean, we have to taste test it. I'll eat one. I'll eat one. Okay, great. I'm still riding high from my pumpkin spice pop tart. Wow. There's no actual way to open the box. And I'm not even joking. I hate that. I'm not even joking. I know. I hate that. There's There's no open. There's no right way. You have to rip at least three sides. Why? Why can't it just be a nice... Just rip the side. Rip it down. That's what I do. Yep. That's it. But shouldn't there be a tab on top where the nice thing pops up? Hey, hey, hey. These guys guys are creating new and and creative food types. 
The packaging is your problem. Oh, it's because you opened it the wrong Oh, time. they're single serve, too. Normally, oh. they put them in the two-pack, right? Oh, here. it's got the zipper over it's got there. A tie. Pull the cord. Stupid. All right, no crumbs, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? The film food podcast? Oh, it's right. It's very pumpkin pie. Yeah. All right, come on, Mike. All right. This reminds me of something. Oh, oh maybe yeah. it's the candle in my bathroom. I think we have a pumpkin <laughs> spice candle. Wait, Mike's already biting into like it. it. Very fresh. Yeah. Very fresh. The cream is too, is too cool, Whippy. It's only a hint. I think like it's nice and subtle. The cake, the cake is very spiced. The cake is surprisingly fresh. On a scale one to five, let's rate oh. the Hostess pumpkin spice. Uh, I give it like a two and a half, yeah, three. Yeah, same. I give it a three and a half. The taste kind of ghosts in your mouth. <laughs> Not in your hands. Not in your hands. <laughs> Mail's in. I just had the strangest dream. <laughs> there I was in an abandoned Kmart, changing a flat tire, and you and Mark were sitting at a table drinking coffee. For some reason, I was in a fur coat, and Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue was blasting. You had a VHS camcorder, and I gave you the beast oh beast horns and a headbang. Okay. Weird, right? I don't even like Motley Crue. I always preferred Metallica. Kill them all. Mike Caputo. Wow. Yeah. Trippy. Wait, and then there's another one. Aloha from Hawaii. I wanted to send a print. Oh, I'll hold it up like this. I wanted to send a print on my favorite paper, Ilford Art 300. This is a snap from a Holga in the surf. I'm sorry, everyone. He's writing in cursive. It's like barely. It's throwing you it's off. barely hard to read. Uh, from a Holga in the surf, protected by a water housing Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. Let everyone touch the glorious paper. Touch the glorious paper, too. I have. It's touch wonderful. It, touch it's it again. glorious. Glorious I, is the word I, for it. Peace be with you. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we were at the, speaking of Film Padilla, we were at Film Padilla and Megan, Megan Shoots Film, was right. like, oh, Mike Caputo, Mike Caputo, Mike Caputo. He brings his Pentax 67 in a Ziploc bag out on a surfboard. Like, yeah, old school. She was. Uh, That's all you need. Right, Mike? Very impressed. I like Mike. Uh, the next letter is actually addressed to you. I saw that's addressed to me. Look at that. One of your many fan. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Mark. He specifically wrote it to me. I got to see where this is going. It closed our two photos taken with a Nikon FA, a 60mm f2.8 micro Nikkor using a Nim Labs instant magni back on Fujifilm Instax Square. Are film. you speaking English right now? Wow, this is very technical. So he has a, he has a, 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 a Instax Square back for uh-huh. his... Nikon FA. Let me see. A few years back, oh, here we go. A few years back on episode 151, you mentioned you would like to have a proper camera for Instax. This is as close as it has gotten. Whoa. Beautiful shots. Lovely plumage. I have now shot 10 plus packs with it, mostly on the FA, but also on the FE and FM. Here here are my observations in case you are thinking of buying one. Please feel Mm. free to share with the FPP listeners. One. One. Sort of expensive. Close to $273 US. You can get a self-contained Instax camera for less. You can get quite a few Instax cameras for less than that. <laughs> Uncomfortable ergonomics, number two. Uncomfortable ergonomics. The base, is, the base is wide, making hard to stick your eye to the viewfinder. Three, insane placement of the tripod mount in the front. I have not been able to figure out how to mount this contraption on a tripod. Four, images are flipped left to right. Uh, 
so not good for travel or portraits. Images are also cropped left and right, so need to be mindful of the square framing. Five, Instax ISO 800s will become ISO 100, three stops with this back. So there you go. So it sounds like it's cool. It looks like it's cool. The pictures, this is the yeah, they're beautiful. sharpest Instax pictures I've ever seen yep. on the black frame, which is really slick. Yep. Dixon Liu, the guy, and then he signed it. Dixon Liu, in, and then in parentheses, the guy who had FPP customized tins made, which on episode 191 you said, is a tin good enough to be buried in? <laughs> I still have my tin. It's at the studio. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got mine. Yeah. For, for Christmas, it had some Excelsior and some candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just realized yeah. That, pins and stickers. I just oh. realized you have to, you have to be uh, cremated first, then put in the tin. Yeah, then mine was a big tin. It was a big tin. You need to I be cremated first. Body yeah, you can't just you get maybe half of him in there. Okay. Well, thanks, Dixon. Thanks, Dixon. I just have to read this whole big stack of letters. Yeah, these are all we should talk about. This is the mail show. Oh, welcome. You've got mail. You got a message from Martin Loosedale. Uh, Flicker name is. Well, uh, Loosedale Photo, L-Y-S-D-A-H-L dot F-O-T-O. Here's the message. Hi, guys. Martin from Denmark here. Oh. Don't. I'm not going to do the voice. And you're Come not gonna on. Do the voice. What's the voice go? How does the voice go? How would the I voice don't know. go? I don't know how Denmark goes. How are you doing? I like Kodak. <laughs> do you? I should cut all that out. <laughs> That's I don't P- think they consider that racist. They don't it's mind. It's on PC? They're, they're happy people. It's a white guy making fun of a white guy. What's yeah, it's fine. Deal? Uh, okay, anyway. I recently stumbled upon your podcast. Oh! Oh! Ouch! (laughs) (laughs) Haven't really been a podcast listener before, but now I'm kind of addicted. I'm trying my best to get through your entire archive, and I'm up to episode 70. Another guy who doesn't even know I exist. Up to episode 70. Still so far to go, but I love it. Send send him a message for the future. We are. This is what we're doing right now. He's been here for five years. I love your humor and how your discussions drift from film to everything else and back See, again. See, Mike, I told Somebody you. Somebody actually likes There's that. There's a couple of guys who are pretty sucker. Well, then you're going to love the Twinkie episode. It's like a barbershop feel, you know? Oh. Okay. A lot of conversations going on, but we come back to the main focus every once in a while. It's been really inspiring to listen to the interviews you've made with different film shooting-related people, as well as following your ways farther and farther into the analog realm. I've been an active film shooter since 2015 when I got my dad's old Nikon FE. There's another one of those. Yep. Exacta Varex 2B, cool. And my granddad's Petri 7, awesome. Mm. I don't have one of those. By now, my digital work is very, very limited. Actually, I only shoot digital if I need the photos immediately. I shoot mostly medium format, but also have a few 35mm cameras I use from time to time. I shoot mostly black and white, but also color negative and slide film. I develop all my black and white at home, some C41. C41. I send my slide film to a lab. E6. My main cameras today are Kodak Retina 2A, Nikon F100, a Zeiss Icoflex. That's cool. Zeiss Icon Icoflex. Kiev 60 and a Kiev 88CM. You don't hear that too often. Those are cool. Well, he's in Denmark. It's like local. My blog is located at blog.martinlysdahl.dk. Uh, so blog.martinlewsdale.dk. It's all in English. Hope you like it. Hey, Mike, did you ever actually get to roll that x-ray film onto 120 spools? Well, I better get back to scanning negatives. Just wanted to say hi. And goodbye. Well, did you ever do it? Yes. So oh, okay. back in the day, x-ray film was more readily available. By the way, hopefully... Because well, he's in like 2012 now. Still. Yes, he is. So I bought... Big, I, I, I got, you have a roll in your fridge. You have the only existing roll of oh x-ray film. Oh, my God. Film. Oh, I know. 
So I took it. I rolled. I'm going to retire on that. And I rolled into 120, and I I responded to this gentleman, Martin. Martin. Yes. Uh, I showed him some stills. X-ray film has emotion on both sides. It's amazingly susceptible to scratches. Go, baby, go. And uh, I shot it, processed it, and like it's brilliant. But there's all these scratches. Yeah. So because yeah, you weren't I, careful enough, and it's very thick, so it really doesn't work well in a 120 format, unless you have just a simple box camera. Even then, you're really pushing it. So the idea was like, oh, with this X-ray film, can I roll it in 120? So it was a failed experiment, but it was fun. But all these years later, uh, X-ray film here in the U.S. I cannot source anymore in 4x5 or 8x10. Bigger sheets are available. People want to shoot on X-ray film because it's inexpensive and it yields amazing results. Mm. So I've, I was able to source some X-ray film from Lomig from Film Washi. Film Washi. Yes, he's in French. Oh, the French in Europe? Yes. Okay. Ooh, that's the fancy French. How do you, uh, what do you use? To- How do you, uh, what do you use? To- How do you, uh, what do you use? To- How do you, uh, what do you use to develop the X-ray? Uh, yeah, any developer you look really? wish, yeah. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Xtol D76, Caffinol. I always use the more mellow developers. Mm. Why? Is there a reason? I don't know. I don't know or why. It's just... But we have brand new X-ray 4x5 film. If it's not in the store, it's 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 going to be arriving very soon. Matt and Rosh is doing tests. Oh, great. So that's what's exciting Our about the Our man in the field. That's what's exciting about the FPP. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Who else is testing and, and releasing like, all these films, Mike? Like any product you go to on the store... More likely than not, you'll see test results of everything we've done with the film. Mm-hmm. And we're comprehensively going through the entire hand-rolled uh, catalog and going back and adding new development times. Like, we're ah, retesting. See? Always all, improving. All the hits. Always making the look it to make it look its best. Yep. You've got mail. This is a letter from Jess Childer. Okay. This is a letter from Jess Childer. Okay. Hey guys, just finished listening to the recent episode with Sam Sherman talking about nitrate films and wanted to share my experience with it. About five years ago, I started searching for old exposed films to develop in hopes of finding interesting images. Me too. It quickly turned into an obsession and I started a personal project I, call, I now call the Found Film Society. Shortly after starting the project, I acquired a large amount of negatives that belonged to one man. His name was... I'll let John say his name. He'll have fun with that. Aldo Ciappepro. The negatives span from the early 1930s to well into the 90s, documenting the majority of his life. In particular, his negatives from the 1930s, 35mm, were mostly shot on DuPont nitrate film. Mm. All of these negatives have been kept in metal containers and from the looks of them not open for decades until they came into my possession. The condition of the film is incredible for its age and especially being nitrate. There is almost no sign of deterioration Mm -hmm. or flames. (laughs) I attached a few photos for reference. They're pretty sharp looking. Wow. I have scanned all of this film and will probably put it in storage at some point. I've kept the film in my home, and the danger of nitrate has always been in the back of my mind. However, since this film is in such pristine condition, I'm not too worried, unless there's a house fire. I did try an experiment in which I clipped off a piece and let it sit in the hot sun to see if it would combust, and there was no reaction. I think that if the film is in good shape and kept in a cool place, it's fine. However, it's definitely dangerous when it's in a state of decay, and people should for mm. sure be aware of it when they... Be- when they Become in contact with it. Uh, you can view some of these nitrate negative scans here at www.foundfilmsociety.com forward slash ALDO dash or hyphen 35MM. 
Aldo, 35 millimeter. Aldo. Aldo Bucatoni. Aldo. Love what you guys are doing. Keep up the great work. Jesse Childers Childers. On Instagram, at Jesse Childers. So I guess we can assume that it, it's safe to assume that any film before 62 was a nitrate. 52. 52 was a nitrate film. Yes. Because uh, remember, we went to that one uh, estate sale a couple of years back, and I found all that uh, 35 millimeter film from France. Yeah. That was early, you know, 1930s uh, Paris. Pretty interesting stuff, but I guess that's nitrate film. Did you ever scan that? I never saw that. Yeah, I scanned it. Oh, oh where posted are you keeping it? it? Did you post it? I didn't. I post a couple of pictures because oh, oh, okay. a lot of it was not very well exposed or underexposed. So, but there's some pretty cool shots. Um, but it's very durable. Yep. I well, mean, should you be keeping that in your house? Well, it's in the metal canisters. Oh. Yeah. So What's, is that nitrate as well? It is. All this is is caused by UFOs. Time to wake this show up. Today we'll have a ball at breakfast with my delicious cereal. Ketchup, you Ah, music to my ears. Mmm, delicious chocolatey flavor and tasty marshmallows. Step aside, Count Clumsy, while I cut in with my ever so scrumptious Frankenberry. My strawberry flavored cereal with tasty marshmallows. It's a real hit. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. <laughs> you can enjoy this good, nutritious breakfast with Frankenberry. Count Chocula. We got a letter here from Mark Aubrian of Weaverville, North Carolina. No, it's Mark O'Brien. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, what do you call him? O'Brien? O'Brien. Mark, Mark O'Brien. What's Mark O'Brien saying? I won't do the voice. Mike, neat podcast. I'd also add my two cents about nitrate-based films. When I worked at UM, a part of my job was digitizing and archiving old negatives. Nitrate film was certainly used in medium format as well as 35 millimeter, and if the negatives were not well stored, the emulsion would actually degrade as the nitrate base oxidized. In some cases, it looked like the emulsion had seeped, and the film has a vinegary smell from degrading. The problem with the film being combustible is that the large reels were stored together, and the massive film inside would readily combust, especially with those arc lights they used for for projection. A single 35mm film in a canister won't be a problem, nor those frames of medium format film, unless they come into contact with a flame. High heat and storage is a no-go for nitrate film, and the safest way to store them is in a sealed plastic containers within a freezer. Oh, oh man. That's Even the so, retentive chef right yeah, there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then wrapped in tinfoil and then stapled. Even so, the occupational safety folks got really, really got weirded out when they found out we were dealing with nitrate films. Again, it's the massive film that causes problems when it degrades. So for people with small amounts of 35mm or sheet film, mm. just keeping it dry and cool in storage is the best way. Right. Safety film is clearly marked on the film rebate, so there should be no doubt. It was rare for film to be labeled nitrate when it was widely used in many formats. Of course, glass plates were in use for quite a while, and obviously they are as inert as can be and have held up well for well over 100 years. Cheers, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Oh, interesting. Right. Next up. Oh, but it's just the hits keep coming. Who's this, who's the, what's the subject? I'm getting there. Okay. I've just seen it for the first time. This is from David Wolfson, and the, the subject says, Nitrate can wait. <laughs> interesting podcast topic. I have several rolls of unexposed nitrate dating back to the 1940s and 30s, re-rolled from 35mm motion picture stock, both Agfa and Kodak. It does keep me a little on edge having that stuff in the house, but it's being cold stored and checked periodically. Do plan on using it all eventually. Yeah, that's what we all say. 
Still appears to be fine from what I can see. At least I can see the leaders sticking out of the canister and no flames. But I will be disposing of it at the first sign of chemical decomposition. I've first seen... sign of smoke? Exactly. Getting rid of it. As soon as I see it, one flame on that thing in my freezer, Gone. it's out the door. I've seen many visual examples of bad nitrate, enough to have an idea how it shouldn't look or feel. Hmm. I wonder if it's known with 100% certainty that all Kodak roll films intended for stills were produced on safety stock. I know all 16mm movie stock from Kodak was explicitly safety stock since its introduction in the 20s. Oh, there you go. Oh. Since the 20s. Who knew? How did, what were they making it on? Since it was meant for the home, but Kodak was selling roll film for stills quite a while before that. I also have not seen any mention of safety on some 35mm boxes until later in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. Some stuff like Panatomic X or Super X from the 30s have no mention of safety anywhere on the box. It's just will your nilly. Yep. Or included pamphlet. You'd think that would be a pretty important thing to mention. Mm-hmm. Signed, not- sent from my iPhone. Considering that uh, most people smoked like chimneys back then, too. While loading cameras, What probably. year was this? Like the 1920s? Didn't they also have you know, candle light as their main source of light at night? Yeah. Everyone worked in... And horses... The topic is Nitrate Film Podcast oh. 231. <laughs> Who would have thought that that little, so much. That l- the little the little show that could, the little show starring See? Sam Sherman talking about nitrate. There's and he called out of the blue, Mike, in something f- very important. You, you did get like on a the Doc Brown. had a fever dream. Mike, I got to talk to you. It's you about your kids. About nitrate film. <laughs> we got to go back. <laughs> Go back Back to the back Back to the unsafe film Owen This one's for Owen What? I listened with great interest and pleasure to podcast 231 on nitrate film with your guest Sam Sherman And wanted to reinforce Mr. Sherman's caution on toy 35mm projectors mm. That's what it is You buy a little toy projector And it was so haphazardly built that you'd be putting nitrate With like a 100-watt light bulb with nitrate (laughs) film and your kids in their bedroom? That's awful. All right. Being a timer timer for the Library of Congress Motion Picture Lab for over 20 years... Wait, let me just stop there. What's that? What's that job? Timer? A timer for the Library of Congress Motion Picture Lab. Uh, It's it's like the digital equivalent is color grading, so like what Dave does. But for film, when the film is being uh, printed... But Dave does it on film. in... Analog the uh, uh, the colors. This oh, guy, he's a timer this at guy did this for twenty years at the Library of Congress. He's have, seen some stuff. Well, it says right here. I have dealt with millions of feet of nitrate oh film God. on a professional level, copying and preserving the film collection for future generations. As you would expect, I came to this position already a film nut. <laughs> That has to be a prerequisite. Yeah, exactly. Consumed by just about anything and everything to do with still or motion picture film. As a consequence of that, I collected still and motion picture apparatus whenever I could find it. I won't go into the history of that. Oh, that sounds mysterious. Mm. As it would take far too long. Oh, just. But suffice to say, I have had or ha- I have had or have hundreds of motion picture cameras and projectors. Bragger. As well as just about any format still camera you can imagine. You should get in touch with this guy. Yeah. About 20 years ago, I went to a flea market somewhere in Ohio and purchased a ratty but complete Keystone 35mm toy projector for a very small sum. Upon taking mm. it home, I wanted to make sure the projector lamp would burn and planned on cranking a few old theatrical trailers I had laying around just for grins. But 
As I set the projector down on my workbench and went to plug in the electrical cord... I heard an evil laugh. Something stopped me. <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> it, was it was not me. A small voice told me to at least open the crude sheet metal lamp house and verify that there wasn't a problem before I plugged it in. Boy, am I glad I did. Yeah, huh? Nestled directly in contact with the ancient 150-watt bulb was about 50 feet of nitrate film. Holy crap. You bought a bomb. <laughs> you bought a bomb, Frank. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, I was already dealing with film preservation by that point, so I turned about three shades of green when I saw that and had to sit down. Turns out it was a segment of a 1922 Buster Keaton short titled wow. His Relations. Cool. While it was pretty heavily worn and abraded, it turns out it was in good enough condition to deposit with the Library of Congress no way. as alternate material for this title. Holy crap. As for the most part, all existing Keaton material from that area is rare and in very poor condition. Cool. Wow. What a find. So I echo Mr. Sherman's caution to check what you have, and if you do have nitrate, please check with an archive before you discard or burn the film. Well, we'll have to give his number out. What's his name? I'll give you... He's got a social security number here. I'll give you in a second. Okay, cool. Chances are that if you simply give it to a fire department, they will burn it or turn it in as hazardous material for disposal, and who can blame them? Uh Firefighters are not trained as archivists. Not. Uh, So let an archivist evaluate it, and then, if it has no historical or artistic value, let the fire department discard or burn the film. If it's already on fire, just call the fire department directly, though. Right. Don't worry about the archivist yes. at that point. Yeah. Changing topics, if you want an incredible reference as to when safety film made its way into production, uh, I should have uh, read this one first. Yeah, huh? I cannot recommend more highly the book, Images and Enterprise, Technology and the American Photographic Industry, 1839 to 1925, uh-huh. by Reese well, V. Jenkins. Wow. For a U.S.-centric view of this history. Well, who, what other centric cares? I had better stop now or I will go on forever. So that book... 1839 to 1925, so presumably before 1925 yeah, at that definitely. point then. So, wow. Interesting. I wonder what it's made out of. Oh. Fascinating. So, yeah, Frank Wiley. That was great. Well, how Thanks, about Frank. That? Look that guy up. Yeah. How about that for nitrate film, folks? Yeah, All pretty, right, nitrate. Pretty thorough. Thanks to our uh, many listeners for filling in the blanks, right? Dear FPP, I recently jumped back on the podcast bandwagon and was thrilled to come across yours. I've been buying film from you for a while, but I never realized the powerhouse of a community behind it all. Wow. That's interesting. So he was a customer, but not a listener. Uh, The work you're doing really exemplifies the passion that all of us film photographers have for the craft, and you have provided an invaluable resource to me in improving my own process. In listening to the episode Archive, I realize I have only scratched the surface although listening to them in reverse order has provided the added thrill of where the hell did this soundbite originate? (laughs) (laughs) Very Dracula, shut up. So thank you for everything that you're doing and for providing a positive platform for a community that needs all of the support it can get. I want to share my recent self-published magazine with you as a token of my appreciation. Best, I'm going to say, Chris D'Amore. Chris D'Amore. Yes, Chris D'Amore. I don't think that's right. Okay, Chris. Halfway, Chris Demore. Chris, which way is it? P.S. This way or that way? <laughs> P.S. Thanks for reminding me to donate to Mike Butkus. Oh, that's a yes. good guy to donate oh, to. Why? There's some fabulous some photos fabulous in here. Photos. I wouldn't know. If you have a camera, it's a vintage camera. Most likely, <laughs> you go to <laughs> Butkus Camera Manuals. <laughs> What's that? Let me show me. Share me by me. I can. You already opened it. Exactly. That, old, that, was, yes, that was my favorite exactly. drawing when I was a kid. Anyhow, Some Mike Butkus Camera Manuals. Here. It's a Mike puts the manuals up there for free. He just asks to send, hey, just you know, drop him a little PayPal donation. Uh, so if you need a camera manual, 
He also has camera manuals for 8mm movie cameras. We got through a whole episode without me talking about movie film. Can you guys believe it? Too late. You're already talking about there it. There is amazing things happening with 8mm movie film. Something's happening. <laughs> There is amazing, yeah, amazing things, things going, going on, on behind, behind the, the scenes. scenes. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> there are things. Because I mean, what does everyone always ask me, Mike? Mike, Mike. Will there will be ectochrome eight millimeter? And I respond, Ah, ah, ah. Don't know. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Till next time. Yep. Okay. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> all righty. All right. Well, very good. That sounds like a show. It does. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I forgot to mention that the staple, the podcast, you could, you could bet your life on a new episode the 15th of every month. Come hell or high water. Uh, any other show it will be a bonus. So I guess officially we're going monthly, mm-hmm. but you know we'll do these. Every drive- once in a while, they'll throw you a bone. <laughs> we'll do some drive time shows, yeah. the weather, and the news. If if there's something fitting, yeah, if there's something going on, there. something new, exciting. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh. Uh, you can reach us podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Ah, ah, ah. I hope everyone has a great Halloween. Me too. And uh, between now and the end of the month. If you like, pick up a roll thirty-five millimeter Dracula thirty-five. Ah, 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 do it, do it. Just put the code in at the checkout, filmphotographystore.com. Just type in at the checkout uh, product code. You know the what is it called? UPC discount code, oh. coupon code, coupon code Dracula. It's spelled D-R-A-C-U-L-A, and uh, you'll get a few bucks off. A couple, get a couple bucks off. Two bucks, two bucks, two bucks. And this is a limited edition film. And if, and if, if it, as Forty Second Street Pete would say, if it goes over, he's like, yeah, I don't know if that's going to go over or not. Yeah. If it goes over, who knows? Next year could be Frank Stein, <gasps> Wolfman, Creature of the Black Lagoon, Creature of the Hillbilly Lagoon. How about we give Igor some? Igor gets no love. Ah, oh, none. And he is awesome character. His role would have to be like a 10 exposure role. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Bone gets stocky troll. If you're watching creepy or black and white monster movies this season, uh, please do... Um, watch Ghost of Frankenstein. Yeah, watch Ghost of Frankenstein and Son of Frankenstein. Yeah. And uh, I've been threatening to. haven't done it yet. I have, I've, I've been scanning my uh, student films that I shot. Oh, boy. Do you remember the one I shot with the green monster? My friend Tom was in like a green coat. I've seen stills. I've never seen the movie. Oh, okay. The movie exists. I'm on the fence about posting it, quite frankly, because it's Why? a little self-indulgent. Mike, you were how old? I was 19? 20, 22. Oh, geez. Should know better by then. So listen to this, Mac. You go, like you shoot, you're in film class, right? And the, the, the project is you shoot a roll of film. A roll. So a roll of That's film it. is three minutes. The whole movie is three minutes. I come in with my film under my arm. It's, it's 24-minute epic. Jesus. In film one class. Oh, I bet they were happy to see you. Oh, they loved you. I was one of those guys. You know, like, uh 24 minutes. What are you thinking, man? F- crazy. 
crazy. Would you think uh, uh, the Night Gallery was going to see it and put it on their show? <laughs> the track band's in it. Where is it? Can I see it? Yeah, I'm going to put it on YouTube. I want, now I want to see it. Little boys, puppy dog tails, big fat snails. Beware, take care. Beware. Wait! Pull the string! Pull the string! <laughs> <laughs> 